Hey, Open Arms, so great to be with you today. Today is week two of our series, Finding Rest for Your Soul. This is a series about stopping, about ceasing, about experiencing rest and refreshment through silence, through devotion with Jesus, through Sabbath, taking a day off, taking time off and just being. And I, my prayer today is that this gives you hope, that this gives you encouragement, that this maybe reminds you of that you need rest. Maybe it even just gives you permission to take some rest, to stop, to experience the Lord refreshing your soul, which we, we looked at last week is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That God wants to refresh your soul. He wants you to find rest for your soul. You see, when God created you and me, he placed within us a deep desire and a need for rest. Who can say amen? <laughs> That's me. I, I have a desire to rest. But when God created us, when he formed us together in our mother's womb, he created within our biological clock the need to rest one day every seven days. A full day, once a week, every week of our lives. And this is a day to, to not have anything to do, but to just be. And What's incredible about this is we read in scripture that God reminds us, in fact, it, particularly in the Old Testament as he introduces this idea of Sabbath, which we're going to look at today, but he also places it in one of the Ten Commandments. To take a Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments. I know, when I heard that first, I, like, I had to Google it just to check like, to see if this is true because it kind of doubt, like I, I, I've, I know a lot of them. But for some reason, this tends to pass me by. But what's incredible is that God, when, when he created the world, he had you and I in his mind. He, he foresaw us living today in the 21st century, this modern society, which we could say is more stressed out than ever before, more overwhelmed, more busier than ever, that he made provision for this when he created the world. He, he gave us the solution for what we're experiencing, which is rest. And in the very first chapter of the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, we see that God creates the world in six days. And then we see something really interesting in Genesis 2 verse 2. We read, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Now, what's interesting is that it doesn't say that he created the world in six days and that was it. He just stopped. No, but he created the world in six days and on the seventh day he actively rested. And in this, what is he doing? He's establishing for us a rhythm of rest. That the world is created within time of seven days, every seven day for us to follow. Worked six days, rest one day. Verse three says, then God blessed the seventh day. He made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So, so God, God hardwired into us the need for rest, to experience rest. And the result of us experiencing rest is that we experience a healthy soul, healthy mind, will and emotions. We experience a healthy body. We experience rest. And so this day, the seventh day, referred to as a Sabbath, it comes from the Greek word sabbaton, which literally means rest. To rest is to cease from all movement so that you can recollect and refresh yourself. I love that definition. To rest is to pause, 
to stop, to not be busy, to cease in engaging in any strenuous or stressful activity. To rest is to have an interval of silence, even in the midst of madness. That we looked at this last week, the silence is external and internal. External is trying to bring silence to the world around us, but internal is bringing silence within us, peace in the midst of the storm. And God established rest, the seventh day, the Sabbath, sabbaton, rest to establish within us a rhythm for rest, that we will experience his refreshment, that we will experience delight in the Lord and delight in life, that we'd be able to live our lives enjoying it, not just enduring it. Now, if we were to be honest, we we make a, a lot of room in our schedules for everything that needs to be done. We We tend to put rest as the last thing not the first thing. We tend to uh, prioritize our schedule, what needs to be done, all of the tasks, all of the responsibilities, rather than scheduling our priorities. That's scheduling rest and scheduling time with Jesus, scheduling being in community, in church, worshiping together. And what if rest, something that we decided to do in this time, great time of looking at this subject, August before the September season, what if we made the decision to place rest as a priority? To place rest as the first day, not the last day. To not have rest as an afterthought. Something that I need to recover, but something I need to refresh myself. And here's a truth that we need to know and experience. It is God's desire for you to experience rest. Think about that for a moment. It is God's desire, His will for your life to experience rest. The Sabbath is His provision of rest. It's His way of saying to you that this is how you rest. This is what it looks like. It's a day set apart. It's a day that's been made holy, that's been blessed by God, and He is giving you permission to take a day off. He's giving you permission to stop. He's giving you permission to rest. Now, when we look at the history of Sabbath, where it comes from, we see the very first place in Scripture that Sabbath is talked about and re referenced is in Exodus 16, verses 23 to 30. Then God says to the Israelites, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy, which means set apart by the Lord, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today and boil what you will boil. Lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So they laid it up until morning as Moses commanded. And it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it, which is amazing. <laughs> Before this, what would happen is that they would have, you know, bread and the next day would rot. It's like Brennan's bread. Today's bread today. It's bread that's made for the day that needs to be ate today. But on this day, from late Friday into Saturday, it didn't rot. It was a timely miracle that happened every single week. So God is giving this instruction to Moses. Moses is giving this instruction to his people. He says this, verse 25, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. He says, collect and gather all your food on Friday. Bake, boil, so that you can eat on Saturday. For Sabbath is the, the Jewish custom, is the original Sabbath day and still is today. And says, verse 26, Six days you should gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. None what? No provision. The God is saying, on this day, the Sabbath, I'm not going to provide for you. The people went out for six days to gather, 
to work and the Lord provided. But just as we work six days a week and we receive the Lord's provision through what he's given us the ability to do. But here the Lord is saying something completely revolutionary. For the very first time in scripture, he says, for six days, I will provide for you. For six days, you, I will give you what you need. But on this day, the seventh day, the Sabbath, he will not provide. In other words, God is saying this. If you work that day, God isn't going to help you. If you work that seventh day, God's not going to bless you. If you work that seventh day and don't take rest once every seven days, there will be no provision for you. And verse 27 says, Now it happened that some of the people went out in the seventh day to gather, but they found none. And the Lord said to Moses, How long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? Again, this is before he had placed it within the Ten Commandments. See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. Let every man, every person remain in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. Now, as we ask the question, why did God do this? He did this so that we would enjoy our lives. He did this so that we could experience rest, so that we could stop. For if we were to perpetually go working seven days after seven days after seven days, what happens? We deplete ourselves of our energy. We, we begin to fall apart. Our body is not able to keep up with it because the Lord who created our body created within our biological clock to work for six days, rest for one day. And he says that I will bless you in the six days to provide for you. And on the seventh day, he will pour out an even greater blessing when we follow his command to rest. So today, I want to share with you three truths about the Sabbath rest and refreshment for our lives. And I know, hey, this is not something that we talk about all the time. I know for many of you, you may have never even heard a sermon on Sabbath or a sermon on rest, but I truly believe that this is important for us to grasp and to apply. That, that this is something that's going to bless our lives. This is something that's going to change our lives if we begin applying it to our lives. So firstly, Here's the first truth about Sabbath. Sabbath rest is a commandment. God is not suggesting it. He is commanding us to rest. In Exodus 20, we see that the Ten Commandments are given to Moses. He writes them on the stone tablets. And in verses 8 to 11, we hear the fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. This means, again, to, to set it apart. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. All your emails, all your tasks, all your chores, all the social media you can think of, all, all the responsibilities and the meetings. But verse 10 says, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it, you shall do no work. This is number four out of the Ten Commandments. God, his commandment to keep the Sabbath holy, carries with it as much weight as do not commit adultery. Do not lie, do not steal, don't covet, don't murder. In fact, it's the longest commandment out of the 10. God spent more time on this than any other because he knew and understood how important it is for us to know and to grasp and to apply. And unfortunately, many of us place it as the least of the commandments. 
It continues on in verse 10. In it, you shall do no work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, female servant, nor your cattle, your stranger who's within your gates. He's saying, no, anybody. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. means made holy, set apart. Now here's thing, one thing we must understand about God's commandments. His commands are given to us to not burden us, but to bless us. To not burden us, but to bless us. We are blessed when we keep his commandments. Now, do we receive salvation by obeying God's commandments? No, we receive salvation through placing our faith in Jesus Christ. That is the assurance of salvation, our salvation. So what do we experience? We experience God's blessing. His favor. For he says in scripture time and time again, when you obey me, when you follow my ways, when you follow my commands, Jesus came so that we would experience the way, the truth, the life. When we follow him, when we follow his commands, when we follow what he's given to us, what does he say? You will be blessed. You will live a blessed life. Here's the flip side of that. There are blessings when you keep his commands. And there are consequences when we don't. You commit adultery, there are consequences. If you murder, there are consequences. When you don't keep the commandment of Sabbath rest, there are consequences. There are consequences to our mind, our soul, our body, where where we begin to deplete ourselves of our energy, where we begin to experience weariness, There's serious ramifications to this physically, mentally, and emotionally. Today, I think we could all testify that that we are experiencing this in a global epidemic where we are sleeping less than ever before and working more than ever before. That we're more tired, more burdened, always turned on, always busy, always got something to do, somewhere to be. This has become a part of our life. It's become a part of our culture and our society. And and this is why God sees it and understands the rest should be a priority. Should be a priority. Why? Because he wants us to find rest for our souls. He wants us to live a life that we enjoy, that we experience joy and peace. God is serious about this. And I I really want to encourage you. I'm not saying this to bring condemnation. This is to encourage you. This is to encourage you to apply Sabbath as something that is a a command that you obey, but at that, it's going to bless you. Here's the second truth about Sabbath. Sabbath. Sabbath rest is refreshing. It's to refresh you. Exodus 31, 14 says, you shall keep the Sabbath. Therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. (sighs) But whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Wow! What extreme consequences. That if you profane it, if you speak against the Sabbath, you'll be put to death. Sounds a bit extreme, I know. He says, if you work on it, you will be cut off from your people. Of course, this is not practiced today. If it was, we'd all be in trouble because we've all been, you know, done this and have not practiced it and we've not obeyed it. But God was teaching his people and I believe he's teaching us today the importance of practicing Sabbath, that our very lives depend on it. 
Verse 15 says, Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of rest. Holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall be surely be put to death. Now, it sounds dramatic. But we could argue that in this day, this modern day, the 21st century, that we are experiencing this today, where we experience some of us are killing ourselves slowly because we choose never to cease from work. Work in our careers, work in our homes, work on our phones, work in our watching, being entertained by TV, by being consumed by shopping and keeping up with the Kardashians, keeping up with whoever we think we should be keeping up with. That we're, we're always on, it's constant, it's never turned off, it's, it's just day after day after day. What happens is we come to the age and the time where we haven't got the energy, the vitality, or the life that we once had. And we feel like we're actually slowly dying inside. We may live longer, but the days feel longer. The days feel harder. So how can we combat this? What is the answer? What is the solution? How can we be Christians, followers of Jesus, who, who actually experience life change, experience the life that God wants to give us? How do we do this? How do we prevent this from happening? Where we, we're, we're not suffering the consequences of never ceasing from work, but instead we experience rest. Well, verse 16 says, Therefore, the children of Israel, and this includes all of us who've placed our faith in Jesus Christ. We become brothers and sisters in the Lord. We become sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. We become part of the family of faith. Everyone who follows Jesus shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. Perpetual means on and on, that it's regular. It's something that you practice. It's all the time, every week, once a week, for one day. Verse 17, it is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in the six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Really interesting. That it says God, the creator of the world, rested and was refreshed. Now, how does God refresh himself? Well, when we look into the original Hebrew word that's used for refreshed here, it is translated, he breathed in, or he took breath. It can also be translated, he inhaled. Now, what had been God been doing for six days? He'd been creating. How did he create? It says that he spoke the world into being. That he said, let there be light. How do you speak? You exhale. It says for six days he had been creating, exhaling. But on the seventh day he was refreshed. He took breath. He inhaled and was refreshed. Have you ever said to yourself, I wish I could just catch my breath. I wish I could just like inhale, be refreshed. I wish I could just experience that rest, receive that refreshment. Well, the great news is that there is hope, that you can, that Sabbath rest has been given you to stop exhaling and to inhale, to take a breath, to take life in, to enjoy life, to do nothing, because that's what Sabbath is all about, doing nothing, at least doing nothing that you have to exhale. 
doing nothing that does not refresh you. Does it mean that you have to literally do nothing, you know, laze around in your pajamas all day, watching Netflix, eating junk food? No, that's not what it means. Is that fun? Yes, it's fun. It's enjoyable to do. I, I love to do it every now and again, or whether it's a full day or a half a day, but it's not going to refresh you. It's not going to refill you. It's not going to replenish your tank. We, we need to do what refreshes us. We need to do what we enjoy. We need to spend a full 24 hours inhaling, refreshing, taking a breath. So how do we do this? Well, what, when you do it, refreshes you? Think about that for a moment. What refreshes you? For some of you, men, it may mean playing golf, walking around in the rain or in the sunshine. You enjoy it. Maybe it means exercising or doing a, a physical, physical activity with, with friends or loved ones. Maybe, maybe it's engaging in, in a sport or watching sport or enjoying sport. Maybe some of you enjoy shopping. Like that's physical therapy for you. You love it. Maybe if for you it's going out in nature and going for a walk or spending time journaling and worshiping or just maybe for you it's just stopping in silence and doing nothing spending time with friends, going for a long walk, doing a, a project that you accomplished. That's what I love to do because my, my work is often mental, emotional, spiritual. So at times during my Sabbath, I love to do something physical, something I don't necessarily need to think about. But as I'm doing it, at the end of it, I see accomplishment and I might be sweating a bit. I might have exerted some of my physical strength. I feel refreshed. What refreshes you? What inhales? where you can take a breath. Sabbath is more about being than doing. It's about refreshing so we can set us up for the week to come. Really interesting truth about Sabbath is it's given to us so that we can work from rest rather than resting from work. Think about that for a moment. It's, it's not to be a recovery day. It, in a way, yes, it's for our soul to catch up with ourselves, but it's not given to us where we're we're, we're catching up to just start again. But it's given to us that we can work and cease from a place of work so that we can then work from rest. That we can become filled up, become refreshed, that our tank is full so that we can then work from this place. And here's the third and final truth. Sabbath rest is a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a commandment. It's refreshing. And it's a blessing. Jesus had an experience with the Pharisees, the religious, legalistic, those of the day that represented where they were upholding the Sabbath, but it became such a chore for them that they had so much that they had to do and couldn't do, and there's so much laws attached to it, there were so much commands attached to it, it became far more than what just was to be a blessing to the people. And we read in Mark chapter 2, verses 23 to 28, it says, Now it happened that Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and as they went, his disciples began to pluck the heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why do they do what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Remember, it's working on the Sabbath that's not lawful, not eating. So Jesus nor his disciples did not break any law in this moment. But he said to them, have you never read what David did when he was in need and hungry? He and those with him, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar, the high priest, and ate the showbread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priest, and also gave some to those who were with him. And he says this, 
The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. For therefore, the Son of Man is also the Lord of the Sabbath. Here Jesus is saying, I didn't make you to serve the Sabbath. I made the Sabbath to serve you, to bless you. You see, Sabbath is a blessing and not a burden. Now, Sabbath is very like tithing. People who tithe, no one understands this. That tithing is giving 10% back to the Lord. We give 10% back to the Lord through the local church, through the building of his kingdom here in Ireland, in Newbridge, in Kildare. And we who tithe know and experience 90% of my finances, blessed by God, is far greater than 100% of my finances, not blessed by God. Because that's what God says. That when we tithe, we receive a blessing. And here, the same truth, the same principle is applied to Sabbath. That six days, blessed by God, is far greater than six days, not blessed by God. You see, the Sabbath is to be a blessing and not a burden. That is to serve us, to help us. It is given to us to refresh us and to give us rest. It really is that simple. An obedience to God and His Word, following His commands, you will experience blessing. You will experience favor. So think about this question for a moment. What day will you choose to be your Sabbath? Maybe you're like, I've never done it before. I don't quite know how to do it. Well, really, what is it? It's 24 hours of doing nothing and being, of refreshing yourself, doing what you enjoy. So if you can think for a moment, what day is going to be your Sabbath? What day were you going to rest, refresh, inhale, take a breath, stop from working and rather be able to work from this place of rest? I believe that you will see the impact on your life. I believe that it's God's desire for you to experience rest. That this is very practical, applicable, and I believe that this can change your life if you begin practicing the principle of rest. I believe that even in this day and age, even when we're experiencing weariness, tiredness, so more to do than the time that we have, we, especially as a church, as Christians, we can model rest. We can practice Sabbath and we can experience refreshment. Hey, as we finish, would you just do me a favor? Will you just bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment? I just want to recognize that the Holy Spirit is here. And Jesus said a very personal invitation to us in Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The message translation says it this way. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Maybe that's you today and you're feeling tired. Worn out. Weary. Feeling like it's all up to you. It's all down to you. So that causes you to keep going. To keep going. And at the same time. You're being depleted of your energy. I want to give you an opportunity today to come to Jesus and experience real rest, to recover your life and find rest for your soul. So when they're with me, praying this in your heart, 
under your breath. Could you repeat these words with me and say, Jesus, I need you. I'm drawing close to you. I acknowledge that you're my Lord and my Savior. Come into my life. Lead my life. Help me. Heal me. And give me the strength to follow your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray today that you will begin on this journey and that you will experience rest. I pray may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you. May he give you his peace and his rest. In Jesus' name, amen.